Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Last Minute Kickout. I am Pete Titans Creed Nethercoat, as always, joined by my wrestling cohorts in crime one, Mr. Kevin, the Kevin Eva Eva. How are you doing, sir? Hello. And one, Mr. John Turbo Finley. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right there. He's doing all right with the finger guns. He's not even yeah. wearing his Foley shirt this <laughs> bang, week. Bang, bang. Uh, as always, thank you very much if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on iTunes. I got it right this week. Huzzah, who knew? Uh, only took two times to get it right. We are talking about Extreme Rules 2018, which happened this recent week. And I, for one, thought it was a pretty decent show, as I'm sure my co-hosts will agree. Although there are parts that were not as good as others. We will start very quickly with the pre-show, which I, for one, thought it was actually a pretty decent pre-show compared to previous um, previous pay-per-views. Uh, we'll start with Andrade Cien Almas versus Sin Cara, uh, pretty much a rematch of their show uh, of the match they had on the previous SmackDown. But unfortunately, I don't think it was as good as the one they did on SmackDown. Thoughts, guys? Uh, well, um, I kind of skipped on the match in general uh, because I'm just not invested with Cien uh, Almas. Even though he ha he's had uh, a decent year so far uh, back on NXT uh, where he had that five-star match with uh, uh, Johnny Gargano uh, at uh, th uh, that one takeover. I've forgotten which takeover it was. But... Um, um, but really, I've just, I'm not invested with the guy because, of course, like with most of the call-ups recently this year, he's been underutilized and he's just not been featured quite well. And it's just because there's just so many people on the roster now that it's becoming harder to kind of like he, do that. But he, um, I think it's uh, I think it's the same that can be said for most of the NXT call-ups. I mean they've literally only just done something with sanity and uh, a few of the other call-ups recently as well so they've they've just remembered that authors of pain got called up yeah <laughs> they remembered after about two months that yeah what are these guys sitting here are they members of the crew oh they're the authors of pain oh best best put them out there no um yeah. almas is the, is the walking definition of creative as nothing for you unfortunately since his come up and i don't even understand what the feud is uh the feud the feud is basically he is the best spanish slash mexican okay. and he's just pissed off all of the luchas on the on okay the, on so so his so his figures ha i am better than you because yeah. ha i am don't have a mask or, I'm surprised yeah, Lucha Party hasn't come into the fray from 205 Live. So, I, I just hope I just hope he gets very annoyed anytime he hears Kalisto come on and start going Lucha, 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 then starts throwing things backstage. How dare he say that word! Yeah. Um, it was, no. it was, as I said, it was an okay match. It just wasn't as good as their one that they literally had on SmackDown this week. That's was... what I've been hearing as the general consensus. So, yeah, yeah that's, I, I, that's fair enough. I mean, the, the biggest problem this match had, and it's very prevalent with a lot of what happens throughout most of this pay-per-view, is it's quite easy to tell who's going to win. Like, um, you're not going to see Sin Cara win over Almas. 
on Almas' no. first pay-per-view appearance. It's, it's just not going to happen. So it's quite easy to, to determine who's going to win just off the back of it. It's annoying to be able to forecast it quite so well uh, and quite so easily. Um, there are a few mysteries that happen, but yeah, I mean, what's going to happen? It's it's a shame. It was very quick, over very quickly, and everything else. And I think we should just move on to a match I didn't wasn't actually expected on the pre-show, which was the New Day versus Sanity in a Tables match. Yeah, this was very surprising. I, I thought this would be you know main card material, being that it's the New Day who are still. Uh, hot, uh, regardless I, I thought, of their position. So I thought it would open the show, if anything. But mm. um, well, well, I think uh, a lot of a lot of changings was going around from what I've been hearing on the backstage. Uh, well, the everyone's been hearing on the backstage uh, backstage uh, news uh, where uh, Vince wasn't even at the show; he was too busy with other things. Uh, so he was kind of like, uh, you know. Um, I, mean, I mean, that has to be, with the XFL coming up, that has to be the basic thing now. Like, people have to expect Vince to yeah. not be there now. Yeah. But, and apparently but the organized. XFL won't interfere with WWE. I'm pretty certain they said that. Nothing wow. to do with the wrestling will be affected by the XFL. The wrestling is just paying for it. Mm. It's like... Uh... <laughs> That that comment he made at that uh, conference, yeah, it's totally come right back yeah. to bite him in the ass. No, um, but no, I... from uh, several things had to be changed up, and I think this was probably a mistake on the whoever was uh, was fully in charge of that. I think it was like Triple H was in charge of organizing the matches and whatnot. So I think it was kind of like a, you know, bad... I, I think if, if, you it, look... if it was him, it was bad. It was a bad call to if... do. I don't, I, don't, I don't agree, that's the thing. If you look at the rest of the card, like the main card, um, you don't want to take you we, we don't want to put any belt matches, championship matches on the pre-show. Like that shit needs to be gone with all championships should be on the main show. So if you take that yeah. away, what are you gonna what what matches are you gonna have? You've got Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley, that's not gonna be on a fucking pre-show. You've no. got you've got Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens in a steel cage. That's not going to be on the pre-show because that's a marquee match. And then you've got Balor versus Corbin. Now, because mm. the match was, match was essentially, you know, it had it had no point to be on the card. Maybe it should have been on the pre-show, but because of the caliber and the actual draw power of those people, they wouldn't put them on the pre-show. And the new yeah. day, the new day are so good at what they do, they don't care whether they're on the pre-show or the main card. They'll go out and that's have a barnstormer regardless. That's a true. That's that, that's true because we have had them and the Usos on pre-show before and in previous. Yeah, uh, they've like, they've uh, done better than some main event. And, and yeah, and, and then we yeah. had four hours disappointment afterwards. Hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because it was they just nobody could reach them. Yeah, but no. Uh, overall, with the match itself, it was actually decent for the amount of time that they had. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm I, I was disappointed that the rules were it was only one member of each team needed to go through a table and that would end the match rather than every member I think it was a time eliminated. conservation piece yeah, yeah. 
but overall it wasn't bad it was enjoyable to watch and you know again just like other things sanity weren't going to lose this on their first like proper pay-per-view no they they needed to get some uh traction after the abysmal way they've been treated on smackdown it's well i wouldn't say it's abysmal they've been wrecking house they just haven't been winning matches Um, well they're they're making they're making him fired yeah i they they haven't had the same impact as what the wyatt's had when they first debuted true but i think that, that you can have an impact in a way where you don't have to win a match though you know it's nice it's mm. nice to walk in and have wins under the belt but to keep going uh and especially with the way that wwe likes to be announcing with like oh they're undefeated well, it's gonna take well, them down well, it was the same with uh, the the Shield when they were a unit and whatnot. They were just coming in and just wrecking shit. Same for the Nexus. The Nexus was just coming in and just wrecking shit, and they weren't actually winning matches. They were just causing havoc. And there was no Nexus, uh, and John. When they had their first match. There was no Nexus, and there never was. <laughs> they met John Cena, and they all ceased to be every single last one of them, and we don't mention it anymore. Indeed, but yeah, yeah uh, they all they all died or went to defiant wrestling. All of that's that's it now. Wait, where's where's my neuralizer? Uh, <laughs> oh, I, think oh, it, I think it's in my and, oh, jeans. Defiant and world of sport apparently as well. <laughs> so, the, the less said about the poster they've done for that card, the the better I think. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I I thought it was an overall a very enjoyable pre-show. Um, very very good especially the um the promo that ziggler did that was really enjoyable to watch as well i totally missed that actually so it was, uh, i'll need to rewatch that then yeah you, you, it was very very good um but yeah we should move on to the main pay-per-view which was the the del- leaders of worlds versus the b team can someone explain to me why the b team can have the worst shirts in the world but the most amazing music I, I'm still baffled. Yeah, the, the music is really good. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it, they're, they're basically they're basically the job squad with a push, which I quite mm-hmm. like. Um, oh, wow, <laughs> I, like, like... I know, I love, I love, it's not so much the, the, the it's the back of the shirt, <laughs> which where it says like I the feel, B stands for best. Yeah, where is what's Al's doing something now, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's oh, he's only OVW. Oh, he's OVW now, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Well, he owns it now. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he bought OVW, which which yeah. is great. Because not being funny, if the kids down there would have anyone of that, anyone to coach them, Al's probably an absolutely ideal choice. And if they can't get him, maybe Avatar. Um. But yeah, Delete the Worlds versus the B Team. And I think this was the best choice to actually kick off the, the pay-per-view proper because yes. the crowd was hot, they were into all the deletes and everything. And the the biggest problem yeah. this match had is at the very beginning we had finally we were gonna see the we were gonna see Wyatt versus uh, Dallas. And yeah. The crowd were hot for it, and then they yeah. just tagged out, and then they just left it. And when they got back in the ring later on, nobody really wanted it. It was. We've all been wait, waiting mm. for it for so long, but, and 
they did some really nice subtle stuff with that. Yeah. Because whilst it happened, and I love that they, they, they did the big delay, Matt did sort of the big delay of the tag, and it only was when Bray yelled at him, yelled at him, tag me! That he eventually then tagged, yeah. Everyone was, everyone was good for it. There was even a very, 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 very faint micro thunder chant. <laughs> Which I thought was great. Um... But yeah, the crowd the crowd dug it, um, and uh, yeah. But after that tag, after the tag out, um, Curtis Axel came in and Bray almost decapitated Curtis. It was a meaty clothesline. But all the way through that, while he's picking Kurt, Curtis Axel up and he's doing moves on him, every time he's looking back at Bo. Mm-hmm. All the way through that sequence, it's like, it's like he was doing stuff, but he kept turning around, kept looking back, and there was very much there was still this sort of eye contact all the time between them. So it's saving things for another day, maybe. maybe. But, but it was, well, it was a nice rematch. little yeah. But it was Down nice little psychological, nice little psychological thing because yeah, they, they played yeah they played on it, and it was like it's. In fairness, this is extreme rules, and certain things are not for you. Extreme rules. I'm sorry. Uh. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a Pittsburgh crowd, isn't it? I mean, they're going to be generally hot as it is. Uh, but yeah, there are going to be a lot of other things in them uh, later on. We'll get but, to this. <sighs> but yeah, uh, the match had it was very quick for what it was, and it felt like a lot of this card was very fast. In, in yeah, its yeah I, I I will agree that the the, the speed of that, how it went and how quickly it ended I it's know, not I a mean, bad Greg, thing because it keeps Greg, things going very quickly like all yeah, the time yeah because uh, this was this was close to a four hour show but it was mm. like just over three ha- three and a half hours this one um, so to them you know trying to keep it you know um, closely together with the match times and whatnot and trying to keep them at uh, a certain hour especially for the main event later on um, you know it's all right, but you know, it 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 just boils down to the uh, boils down to the fact don't book so many matches in one night. You know, I mean, to... again, cross branded pay per views, it's gonna happen, I think. Mm. But yeah, I don't well, know. That's, that's gonna be the problem going forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, SummerSlam is gonna be what five hours plus pre show at this point. So yeah, I hope that's everybody's. Nice I hope everybody, I hope everybody's looking forward to being up until five o'clock in the morning in the uh, in Europe. <laughs> That's going to be fun. But yes, I, have no, I have no time for this. Can we have like SummerSlam and then like, <laughs> like, like a half, some, divide SummerSlam into a SummerSlam and then we'll have Autumn Fest or something. And no, 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 we have SummerSlam and then we have the Raw after SummerSlam. Aut- autumn two. Suplex. Mm. Um, but yes, the, the B team pulling out a surprising win. Nobody was expecting them to get the, the win for the titles. So now the B team continued told- there. Yeah. Undefeated streak. Yeah, the beat him getting the win off of Bo's finishing move, which no one knows yeah. what it is, but it's it's basically a rope draping crossroads. Is what it is. An elevated whiplash. Yeah. Is what they're calling it. Oh, elevated yeah, whiplash. It was, it was a neck but, breaker on the initial call. Yeah. So. so, is it me or have Hardy and Wyatt seemingly turned heel off the back of this? Like just because Dallas and Axel seem to be so over like 
the other two have just turned heel. I I have a theory about this. I don't think they I don't think they've turned heel. I mean, it's it's turned the B team face, but I mean they're pretty they're pretty much face anyway. But I have a theory about what this this is all in store now for the deleters of worlds. Um, and I'll bring up that theory later on. All right. Fair enough. No, uh, I, I just thought uh, it, it is going to be the small dissension going to be forming uh, since now the deleters of worlds are no longer the uh, tag t- uh, world tag team champions or whatever, uh, however hardy. <laughs> they, uh, they're upset. Certainly. Yeah, true, but, think... but it's like the the promo that happened on Raw and it, it's been happening this way for a little while is that instead of the glass crack and then the light with Hardy into the darkness with Wyatt, it's just pure darkness like Wyatt's darkness is just seeping back in and it's like clouding Hardy. I, Again, I'm not sure if that's, if that's the way they're going to play it. Again, but... this uh, plays into something later. Okay. Um... <laughs> But yeah, we'll move on to Finn Balor versus the the self-appointed constable of Raw, uh, Baron Corbin. Um, oh. Where's his uniform? Yeah. Uh, he left it at Arby's. What's his, what's his PC number? It's it's the Mid Card Club versus Chief Sean Morley's Tribute Act. It's if you, if you remember that. Um, you know, nothing says, guys, nothing says being a lone wolf like the police. Um, <laughs> there's so, so, there's so many contradictions every, every with Corbin now, it's just ridiculous. Like, have you not seen Lone Wolf McQueen? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, can I, I, can I just be very, I, I'm just so very tired of this. I'm I'm so tired of us back to the big man versus the small, small man shtick. It's yeah, it's, it's very. Boring. I can't Even... believe they went. They just took that from the uh, big cast uh, Brian <laughs> feud. And just they just supported it. Control P. Control. I mean, even with fucking Balor getting the small package for the win, just to really stick that dagger in. It's. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm yeah. just so tired of it. I'm, Corbin, actually, Corbin yelled out he's too small a couple of points in. I'm, it. Like, what the I'm actually surprised that, uh, what was it, the the joke from, I don't know if WrestleTalk did do this joke for the feud. It's like, uh, control C, control V, ah! Like, uh, I don't know why uh, they haven't done that one. Uh, or they did, and I probably missed it. But uh, yeah, it's just really annoying how the it was just basically Finn is treated as the the small guy and whatnot it's like and here's the thing it's like I also just can't take Finn seriously in any promo with his just ridiculously stupid smile just every time I just can't take him seriously he's got he's got a grin that would very much work as a heel he could very much just could, could, which, if he was a heel, then that's a shit-eating grin, and he's a smug which bastard, was, and you can hate which him. Which was for very it. close to him being a heel. If if him and Gals Gals and Anderson were still together on Raw, then yes, we would have had that heel um, Finn Balor and whatnot as the the OGBC uh, being there and whatnot. But 
No, no, they had to nix that after the shakeup. <sighs> Honestly. Um, but yeah, but also another thing I'm totally missing is, uh, you know, Balor being the demon. Uh, we haven't seen him being demon for I mean, a long time. Yeah, but... Uh, but of course, I know this wasn't going to be a, a match where the demon would need yeah. to come out, obviously. But... Uh, um, no, it's just uh... you've, got, you've got to remember the demons. Probably it might not even come out at SummerSlam. It'll probably only be a WrestleMania thing now, and even then, even well, he wasn't even. It wasn't there this <laughs> WrestleMania. Can, yeah, well, I, did you see the length of the ramp at WrestleMania? Can you imagine how long Balor's entrance would be? <laughs> oh, oh God! Did you maybe, over? Here? Maybe you can get. Maybe you could have got some like Heelys, but in his knee pads. <laughs> So just, yeah, like, just, get, get just lie. No, you'd be lying on a Roomba. Just a Roomba, just go, let him go out like that. Uh, uh, or, or, I mean, even better, even better. We just actually turned into one of the wheelers from from Return of Oz. Come here, Corbin. <laughs> I think I think it's quite easy to say that this so, was a non a very boring non match. Yeah, uh. it, was, it, it was quite uh, boring at times. Uh, I mean, Grant, uh, you had the typical spots from Corbin being able to, you know, the impressive slide under the ring and run back in again. Great endurance there, Corbin. <sighs> just wish you can just put that energy into every, anything else. Um, Do you, but yeah, the big problem with this match isn't that it was Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor it wasn't the, the problem wasn't Balor the problem wasn't Corbin the problem was Stephanie McMahon because the story this match was basically it was basically ooh authority Stephanie McMahon we've got to keep Stephanie McMahon in the in the story somehow because dear God, because dear God, we can't go for five minutes without her. Apparently, um, there's like there's a bunch of weird stuff in the match. Actually, going going back to the first one, the, the production for some reason was a bit off at the beginning. I don't know if anybody else thought that, but when the B team won, their music, dear God, it was like deafening and completely drowned out the crowd practically. And when Finn came out. And did his da 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 do da his, his lightning things. Um, he, he came out to practically normal lighting. So when he when he does that now, um, it sort of lost its impact that it had in NXT because the whole point was that it was quite dark, and then he sort of brought in the light as opposed to he walked out in a normal lighting. And is that him? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. My, my headset just. Hello? <laughs> Finn? Oh, you thought the lighting was crap as well? Excellent. Yes. Excellent. But yeah, it was. It all seemed a bit weird and out of weird and out of sync. Um, so, what was Corbin doing resting in a shirt? Well, yes, suit. Suit. You got to remember. Jack Galher. He's a big guy 
that works is he a big guy yes he's a big guy is he a big guy oh okay therefore just like corporate kane he has to wrestle in his uh, because that made sense oh jeez corporate wrestling attire didn't you know it's there was that cole made a weird comment Oh really? About the I, 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 astoundingly, Cole? astoundingly, he said something along the lines of you know, you know, either Corbin has a big advantage because he was quote unquote homegrown, um, and he came in via the WWE in the Performance Center. Right, I, I'm just gonna go water my Corbin. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Go exactly. My exactly. Remember to dump plenty of fresh manure. Yeah, McMahon um, family. Manure. No, 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 no. He just needs to pick up the phone to Stephanie McMahon and then just open his mouth and he manures himself. <laughs> um, but so uh, yeah, so they, he kind of he sort of kind of suggested that like the people who had that he had an advantage over, obviously Finn because Finn had learned his craft around the world, but that like, somehow that was lesser. Because he was a straight WWE guy, which was a bit weird. Uh, there was a two. There was there was a nice moment where Corbin got a two count, and he got right in John Cone's grill about it, and they had a real proper, proper argument about it, a sort of uh, a Trips Hepner style yelling. Um, yeah. Which which was quite I quite like it when the refs actually stick up for themselves and don't back down. Yeah, I that needs to happen more often. Yeah, um, apparently Ronda Rousey because uh, at the beginning of the pay per view we had a nice video package of everybody in and the highlight of the women's championship match we were told was the fact that Ronda Rousey was at ringside and Nia Jax was barely mentioned in <laughs> to do with that match. Um, but we interrupted this match. Cole interrupted to say that, that Ronda Rousey was very impressed because she's been Instagramming throughout, so she's not paying attention. Is what you're saying to me, Cole? Just, just like uh, half of the audience. Indeed. And you know the thing so, that. Sorry, sorry, Kev. Mm. Uh, I just want to interrupt. I'm just gonna just take a picture quickly. That's okay. Wait, all right. Can, oh, all right. That's continue. okay. Thank you, thank, Sorry, thank, you, to... thank you, thank you, thank you, Ronda, for thank you, Ronda, for being vidcast side. Um, but you know the, the worst thing about this, you trying to call Finn Balor again? Stop it! No, I was just saying, saying out my thoughts. <laughs> Stop to, it! Uh, look, look, if if no, okay, you'll just get through to the demon, and then it'll take twelve months for him to get back to you. So. Uh, the, the worst thing about this match that deep six it wasn't very clean was it it was the most theatrical fake deep six I think I've ever seen and I love me the deep six that we all do you we you all mean, do. You mean the fact that Deep Six should be his finisher. The Deep Six should be his yeah. finisher. But he sort of picked him up and then sort of went, whoa! Yeah, but you know, you know, you know why that is, don't you? It's because Finn Balor was too small. 
<laughs> he was so light. He, he he started doing that, and then he thought, "Oh my god, he's floating away!" And then he sort of sort of he sort of went, back, and then got him back down. Uh, but he is under two hundred pounds. I like the idea. He's swung him round, and he's just gone. Before he was doing the hammer. And away, and away he goes. Finn Balor, seventy meters. It's a new world record, everybody. But it was. I oh, know it looks so fake. And normally that move has got such I mean, impact. You think that the guy's been dead and his spine's in bits, but no, it was pretty much a scoop up round and round, ring a rosy, and then a relatively light plant down. And it was it was shit, frankly. Um, I mean, if we want to talk about something that's fake and looks like shit, let's move on to Carmella defending the women's championship against Asuka oh. with uh, Mr. Mr. Jimmy Ellsworth in a shark cage. Remember, uh, guys, when we didn't see a shark cage? We, we didn't see a shark in Jer- 25 years. <laughs> Jericho and Owens brought it back in a match and they made it look decent. No, they didn't. Mattel it brought it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they had nothing to do with anything. Mattel brought it back. I don't think yeah. Mattel could have brought it back for this third time and advertised it as, see James Ellsworth in a shark cage. Make it look well, like the real uh, the, the, Look, as, look after, after the last time it was used, I was just absolutely delighted at the end of this match to, re- to be able to say on this show, if you've not seen this yet, I promise you James Ellsworth does not have lube. <laughs> Okay, you're safe to see it. It's not an Enzo situation. Yeah. It's almost an Enzo situation. Not that kind of Enzo situation. Um, but James Ellsworth's consensual penis. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Um, oh. But yeah, there's still two sides of these things. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> th- this match was. How do they go from building Asuka up all the way through NXT to WrestleMania to lose the streak? Okay, fine, she's lost the streak. But then she's still dominant and she's still a strong character to then go through this entire program with Carmella and just look weak as shit. Because, Pete, no one is ready for, for Road Dog's booking. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I, I I'm just pissed off now. It's like at first I was I was fine with the loss at WrestleMania. I was okay with the loss at uh, Money in the Bank, even though it was very stupid. This time, it's the you know third third time third strike. You know you totally you've totally screwed uh, Asuka now. You screwed Asuka as bad as uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and we'll get to his. Redemption, redemption, uh, sooner or later. So what you're after. what you're saying is that we should make Oscar the cruiserweight champion. <laughs> yes, make her the cruiserweight champion. Why the hell not? Five, five, <laughs> At this point, um, first female um, cruiserweight champion. Go for it. It was weird. This uh, Mike. It, there was Mike Kyoda at the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the match where they were sorting out Ellsworth into the cage. The camera focused him for a second, and he had the, he, he looked like an aged twenty years in the time they'd taken to actually get it, get things sorted. He, he looked like oh, a course. man who was too, who thought I am too old for this shit. 
all this well, this, crap he's doing. It is there. quite a dangerous situation, which we would later get into that match where uh, Ellsworth, uh, you know, quickly first, firstly, you know, no, 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 no time passing for, you know, the 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 distraction or, you know, get the weapons out, you know, bring it on down and whatnot. Um, and then I eventually mean, I mean, escaping the cage. Here's the thing. Ellsworth didn't do his normal coming out with a spring in his step when they came out on, on the, down the ramp, which is obviously put something astray. So you knew that they were going to do something um, heelish and dodgy. The, the biggest thing that stood out to my mind when watching this match is the shot, the cage was way lower to the actual yeah. ring. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thankful that, uh, you know, Asuka and uh, Carmella didn't have any spots yeah. that involved the top turn puggle. Uh, in any way, shape, or form, um, but uh, but yeah, I that that did limit what, what was going to happen in the match, and it was very evident of what was going to happen. Yeah, it's my 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 biggest concern is that WWE is a very lucrative company, and the way they booked the finish with Ellsworth hanging out of the cage, and you could see the harness and see him attached. To the <laughs> that cage, was unfortunate. Was, it was comical, and for a company that should have the amount of money, they just shouldn't make it look like dog shit. Like, they need to try and suspend our area of disbelief. Yeah, but, they're just they're, they are putting their money in the wrong pl- in the wrong mm. places when it comes to their product. I'll, uh, I'll yeah, I'll give the commentary team this. They good. They gave it a good go in trying to cover it. Mm-hmm. Mm. They, they said, "What is he? Was he wearing a flak jacket to protect himself?" Well, that was that was the first time I saw it. I thought it was what he was holding the weapons in around his chest. Mm. But, but yeah, the game obviously it was a harness. Yes, yeah, it, it was just a little bit garbage. Uh, it was nice to see Asuka get a little bit of payback while he was hanging, and uh, then after the match, but like. It just seemed like the whole purpose of it was the shark cage was there just to push Asker into it, and apparently uh, Asker's biggest weakness is a steel cage to the face. If you if you if you stun Oscar for about three seconds, you can beat her. All you've got to do is just surprise yeah. her, and then then everything's fine. Then you'll just like freeze. Apparently, well, that was it when Ellsworth came back. Yeah, Ellsworth looked like Asker, stunned her. Got- Rolled up. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, st- stunder for a good ice age. <laughs> that that moment. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, the the sorry, best yeah, the very, best very bit of that match. The best I, bit of that match. Granted, wasn't I just don't match. like Carmella. As, I I just don't like Carmella as a whole. And uh, the sooner she's the sooner she's outside of this championship uh, program, the bear. But, and hopefully that'll happen at SummerSlam. I disagree. I think she plays the heel champion very well. Um, unfortunately... But she's just not bringing matches that that's appealing. Yeah, but that's not her. That's that's not just on her. Uh, it's it's the way the booking has been done, as Kev has said. But it's also it needs to be down to them to stand up and go. We don't think this is going to work. Let us do this. If they actually had the chance and they actually, they could probably wrestle a very good match. Sure, put in a real heelish way to win. When Ellsworth came back, that was really good and really well done. Yeah, even though yeah. we all knew, we all knew Ellsworth was coming back. It was done very well. They can wrestle a match. They can do it. It's just they've really had to put in all these shit things to try and 
take Ellsworth out of the equation again. Carmella is ideal as this chicken shit heel champion. Yes. However, the way she's being booked and the situation is being booked, instead of us getting annoyed at Carmella for constantly escaping the situation, wanting Carmella to get what's coming to her, we're actually just annoyed with the booking because it's because it's not helping anybody in this no. situation. It's re- it really isn't. It's not helping Carmella. Carmella get over as this this antagonist. Um, it's it sure as hell not helping mud- Oscar. It's muddy. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's, poor Oscar is in such a situation. <laughs> Some of those kicks to Ellsworth were pretty hard. <laughs> pretty hard. There might have been some very genuine frustration boiling in there. I think. Um, but oh, it, yeah, Oscar was itching to give him a good kicking. Yeah. You know? Oh god, she, she's oh, not. Geez. She's not really had that opportunity since she joined no. WWE. She used no. to do it all the time when she was in Japan. Like, yeah, it was. I, I, I kind of. There, there was, yeah. Um, I, the, I think the re- one of the reasons why it was so low was obviously we had rather heavy stuff being dropped down. <laughs> That plus, I think it was just safety. Just says, yeah, safety hanging. because of that, yeah, the, the chain was a chain. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's made no sense. Yeah, I think, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I just think we need to step away. Like, I reckon this could very well have been an extreme rules match if the the Raw Women's title was an extreme rules already. Yeah. I, I think it's what it probably would have turned into. There'll be. Something yeah. else. I don't. I, there'll probably be a lumberjill match. I imagine, and that'll be the only way they can really step oh, forward be a and keep mess. Yeah, well, but it will stop. It will stop Carmella fucking around outside. It will stop Ellsworth getting involved. I think it's the only legit way that they can have a clean match finish. Yeah. And I mean, I think um, what is it? Uh, Night of Champions is after SummerSlam at some point, which would lead into. Asuka versus Ronda Rousey, which could be very interesting to watch. It could be very interesting to watch as Oscar's pinned after being surprised by Shayla Baszler or somebody just appearing, oh, going no. boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Anyway, um, let's move on from this. Yeah. No, let's not move on. No, oh. I, no, because there's two things. So the big news coming out of this match was the fact that Carmella had apparently signed for the LA Lakers, which was, which what? was, you know, after after the big news about them signing LeBron James, her to come out and clearly in the Los Angeles Lakers kit was quite something. Um, I'm, but, not, I'm not sure if this is sarcasm or that you're talking truth here. What? No, he's- the it's truth will the, set you the, free. The, <laughs> our truth is not around to set me free anymore, I'm afraid. No, no. but I think no, it's just talking the, about Carmella's color. Yeah, she was, she was, she was purple on yellow, and she was, she was very, she was very Lakers. Which was a bit I didn't know it. But know, the the, really the best bit of the entire out. match was the um, throwing it over to the announce teams, and we had the Hindi team <laughs> who did their bit, and then ended with. Yeah, hair. Extreme rules. Boom. Exactly. <laughs> back to back. Yeah, boy band style. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> they, they, so they did that at the last one as well. Oh, good. Did they? Uh, yeah, oh, they, no. Oh, I totally missed that. 
Oh god! They, they, well, they, they went, yeah, Extreme Rules, the last pay per view as well. No, no, they went. <laughs> we got it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I wonder. We've got a one wonder in twelve chance of getting this pay per view name right. You know, thirteen. I wonder. I wonder if uh, if uh, one of the other announcement teams will obviously be like uh, you know taking you know pose uh, you know, like winning poses from Sonic it's, Mania or whatever and just uh, fine. you know gives, one, gives... one goes like this or actually no it's like someone someone does uh, blooming Bruce Forsyth's uh, pose next you know just like we don't Some... see we don't see the other commentator teams often and it's nice to see them you know even if it's a, and they get a bit of flavor added to them it's fine well of course well the, well, oh, no. the major one that gets a lot of flavor is uh, Funaki because everyone that's knows. That's because everybody yeah. knows. That's, be, that's be, I think you'll find that's because that he is number one announcer. <laughs> number yeah. one. Smackdown announcer. Yes. Smackdown, Raw, dual pay-per-view, number one announcer. That's what he does. But yeah, we move on. We moved on from there. Oscar, Oscar ends just holding a head because we're back to sending a head from smashing on the clock cage. And we went, we go into... Uh, Jeff Hardy losing the United States Championship to Shinsuke Nakamura. The taint tickler. Well, I mean, he was. I mean, okay. So when we saw uh, the interview earlier in the night, I said to myself, Shinsuke has to win. Uh, it's the way yeah. he can redeem himself off the back mm. of his. I found out after the paper, I think I found out today that Jeff Hardy was taking time off with some back problems because that's why he's not been swans on bombing and everything. He's else. been at all sorts of injury issues, yeah. 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 So um, he hit the, just before the match started, he hit the uh, the nut chasser into the bell ringing to hit the kin chasser and then straight into a pin. Then Randy Orton appears. Yay. I mean, I was quite enjoying the lack of Mr. Boredom Incarnate. <laughs> For him to come back, stare at somebody with a look of boredom, to then take the longest nut kick in the world. Oh, fuck you know, I'm I'm bored of Orton already. He hasn't even. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and but, he's turned heel as well. But so, he heard yeah. voices in his head. They told him he needs to come back because he's had his look, he's had his break. Heel Orton will probably be fantastic, absolutely. But it's just. He, he's now in super slow mo mode now he's in his game. Slow, he's old. Just but, fuck off, all Just retire. But I think you mean he's slow like a snake. And he's boring <laughs> like oh, a snake. Slow. And he's. takes the longest nut shot ever I'll tell, I'll tell, like I'll tell a snake much. because everything unless, he does unless, is like a snake apparently unless he grows his hair out a little bit more and starts uh, being a little more kind of like devilish with his uh, promos he's not turning into Jake the Snake Roberts anytime soon um, no one should turn to Jake the Snake Roberts right no. I I think Heel Orton is good he's wanting to be great he wanted to turn heel for the he's, longest time he hates being face so yeah he we'll see how he does but I don't think it's going to change the way he acts on the mic as he has done recently he's still going to be very dull to listen to and he's still going to be very boring to watch because regardless of whether he's a face or a heel his moveset will remain the same Randy Orton yeah. as a face is Randy Orton Randy Orton playing a heel is Randy Orton mm -hmm. Randy Orton being all mysterious tweener is Randy Orton the man is just that it's just whatever yeah. he is the now Mr. Blander it's whatever commentary time, wants to paint him at the time. 
the last time Orton was enjoyable to watch was when he was doing his legend killer phase and when he was doing that whole versus uh, Triple H where he like, you know, punted the boss's head and then punted Shane's head and then he went to punt DDT kissed kissed Steph and Trips trips looked like he was actually going to murder him. It was fun because he was actually playing up to the I'm mentally unstable and it showed in the way he acted in the ring it showed how he was on the mic yeah, he changed his demeanour very yes, much on that I basis. Don't, this is just Orton in a bad mood, and Orton in a not a bad mood, and it's just. What was it? He said he had like explosive disorder or something. They said, yeah, they got. No, I can't remember. I don't think they'll be able to do that anymore. But no, um, not 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 with the way that no. uh, mental illness is no. tracked and everything else. So does. yeah. So, Barry, so there we go. Jeff goes off into the sunset for a while. Would you now well, like to? Would you now like to hear the theory? Oh, okay. You think he's going back to Raw? I think that this is the perfect opportunity to do the thing that Jeff actually wants to do, which is Beat do Brother Nero. Yeah. It would make sense in the storyline. We know that Jeff's got his, not just his back, but other, other issues as well that you know, just haven't healed properly. So his girlfriend had his time off. And he was wrestling, as you mentioned, on the house shows and wasn't doing the Swanton because, well, he was actually being sensible for once and and just uh, winning with a twist of fate. And this gives him the opportunity now. The person who has effectively taken him out is Mr. Randy Orton. So you you also now have Matt and Bray not doing anything. You mentioned how things seem to be getting a little bit darker, like somehow Bray's influence has grown and or and the light of deletion seems to have dimmed a little bit. What if we have some vague continuity going on here and we use the situation with Jeff's being ill, Jeff being you know, he's run down, he's injured, he doesn't feel like he performing is down on himself because, you know, he shouldn't have been so reckless. He shouldn't, that's just the key word, he shouldn't have been so reckless as to go and accept that match whenever he should have taken his time why did he let him sort of pride go into the match excellent time to shove him in the lake of reincarnation come out as the more vicious and less likely to do extreme shit brother Nero because that's the whole thing of Matt trying to prevent him from being a spot monkey yeah we rendered Jeff Hardy's vessel back into the incarnation we bring out the vessel of brother nero and then we so we have then house hardy together but we have bray there in the background still doing his thing and making plans we move forward to have probably have an ultimate deletion match in there somewhere but jeff's thing is he wants to get back at autumn now because obviously the the idea that he comes back and there's Jeff's natural feud will either be okay, Shinsuke, 
but that sort of Orton coming in kind of took away from that. Jeff wants to get Orton. Who else wants to get Orton? Bray. Bray's not forgotten. Orton was the one who took apart the Wyatt family. Bray then uses the the house Hardy and sort of twists it and uses the Hardys as his as his instrument as his new Wyatt family without really them not necessarily being aware uh, to go after Autumn. And you can well, have it as how, you how can have I... it as this, you can still have the Hardy you have the Hardys being face and then you can just over time it becomes obvious that Bray's the one in to being the old puppet master. The yeah. only problem is is that obviously they're on separate brands at the moment do you think you, they would have to incorporate all this onto one brand or do you think they would actually be they able to could work it over slow, the two? they could slow build this i mean the fact that if jeff is off the road they can do this in vignettes and it doesn't matter yeah yeah uh, and the hardy stuff works a lot better in the storytelling stuff in the vignettes uh, as we've seen in to, to build up the story um, that, that works well as we saw on Impact so it would be a good way of doing it, it keeps them in this keeps Jeff in the story and keeps that bubbling along, Orton can still do his thing and continue to be a dick and then hey we've got cross-branded pay-per-views start something on the cross-branded pay-per-views and then have it go clash, clash, clash all the way so to the pay-per-views as part of that, like I do, I, I do see where you're going. I don't think WWE creative is nearly as smart as what you are. Uh, Especially this. if it's two separate teams yeah. and they're not um, talking to each other half of the time. I thought the whole point with Jeff Hardy taking on this face painting thing recently was to try and revive oh, what was the name of his character that he was doing before? Oh, Willow. 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 Yeah, I thought it was a Willow throwback. Um, it was a. I think it was a bit of a nod towards Willow that face paint, mm. but no, I don't. I, I wouldn't now surprise. The, me, it wouldn't surprise me if we see Willow. Right. Well, um, but, I was, uh, what was it? Um, before Willow or after Willow? I can't remember. It's like uh, the Enigma. Um, something the Enigma uh, was his gimmick, uh, where he had the face paint and whatnot. There's also uh, the, there was also the weird. The weird marijuana head guy he was <laughs> with the weed whacker and stuff i mean it's essentially this could be good for jeff I, having some time away and trying to reinvent himself i think extreme hardy it needs to die it doesn't yeah. work with uh, and so and then this is again the, the the great way of transfer transitioning from team extreme jeff and making brother Nero again continuing on that idea of Matt being against his extreme nature yeah. and being against being a, a spot monkey I think I think the way that it needs to work is that they need to all they need to be on the same brand for a start but then they need to be able to work it like they did uh, from my small knowledge of how it works in TNA but they need to work it as if they're the sickness in the brand and work it as if they were, are slowly polluting it and working outwards yeah. and like c taking control away from it and it might work better on Smackdown because I think they'll have a little bit more freedom there than they would do on Raw to do something I agree because, um, 
but it, it, it could work um, and like it if they could like control Smackdown with McMahon gone and just Paige there and just I don't you, know, having, you... having a corrupted Paige as part of House Hardy that could work that would be interesting I mean also if you stick them all on Smackdown then you've got Sanity mm-hmm. The New Day and House Hardy it could be really interesting watching that that fallout but yeah um uh fantasy booking which i think we said we wouldn't do and then we just ended up doing yeah but it was much more interesting than quite a lot of this card so i mean you're not wrong (laughs) but you say that and yet we go into one of the biggest things that really grabbed my attention anyway braun Strowman versus kevin owens in a steel cage match which went from zero to a hundred pretty damn fast your words um yeah and yeah i'll say i'll definitely agree um uh this is definitely uh uh, very fast uh going and granted kevin owens he is he is the star of being able to sell and you know uh emote like the best of them really essentially Mm -hmm. he's just Mm -hmm. like he's able to have that way of uh, working with anyone and especially with Braun Strowman to definitely sell the fact that I don't want to be murdered by this guy I want to get the F out of here and uh, that was very evident with this match uh, and the tactics that obviously the t- sorry uh, the tactics that uh, um, you know Owens did to kind of like keep Braun away from him or try to keep him down and whatnot or keep him tied to the ropes or whatever um, you know was good and nice little subtle callbacks as well with the with the uh, you know the suckets and the, the blow yeah the I kiss. don't I don't under, the only reason I could even think that would be coming out of nowhere is another throwback to this whole Kevin Owens Triple H thing Oh yeah, I which, mean, ma- which makes me think because... we're gonna see Hunter make an appearance soon. Really? Mm, I think he'll. I think he'll either be making an appearance in the next couple of weeks on the build-up to SummerSlam, or uh, we'll see him close to the Survivor Series. Mm. I think mm. we'll be seeing him again soon. Fair enough. Um, probably, probably more so closer to Survivor Series with the Super Show in Australia. Uh, that'll be it's, that'll be its only own contained thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, Triple H will kind of like have a warm up for that, and then yeah, going into a program with uh, into November. But anyway, um, but no, the highlight obviously was when the the dial shot all the way to 100, like you said, off uh, the final spot where Kevin Owens trying to climb uh, climbs up to the top of the cage, uh, Braun Strowman's chasing him after taking himself, uh, ripping himself away from being cuffed to the ropes and ironically enough 20, it's not 20 years to the day but 20 years since that all happened um, um, the the fully bumped from Hell mm-hmm. in a Cell which is what I yeah that was the vibe I got this, straight away off this whole feud has been quite foley tributey 
because yeah. we had the thing of Owens running away from a fight, mm-hmm. which you know backing down from the fight because you know he doesn't want to get hurt, which is what which is what started the with the Orton uh, McFoley one. That, mm. that program started about how you know Mick actually was wanted to be the first guy that actually ter- was a coward and turned away from a fight. So we had mm-hmm. that. We had the equivalent thereof of being well. Let me put it this way: Portaloos are the new dumpster because we had it's essentially the same thing as um, Cactus and Chainsaw Charlie being chucked off by DX in the dumpster, but we yeah. said we had Kevin Owens in the Portaloo. Um, we even had we even had a nasty um cage door to the face spot mm. a la the famous china one on mankind mm. there there was quite a lot um going on in there but yeah as as you say that that last spot was scary yeah i i mean it's, well obviously like you said, obviously they were prepared for it. Obviously, uh, like they are, like with Ellsworth with the cage and whatnot, they mm. try to be as safe as possible with their quote-unquote stunts. Um, and it was very evident with uh, the bump that uh, oh, Kevin yeah, took through the ch- uh, through the table. It was, it's, I it's mean, again, it's again. It, it throws back to what I said earlier on in the in the shark cage match. Uh, they're a massive multi-million-dollar company, and they're not taking care to spend the air of disbelief. I mean, it's all well and good. Like, don't get me wrong, protect your talent. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely behind it. But if you're gonna do that, then you also need to at least try and make it look like the crash mat's not there yeah. in the yeah. table. I don't at think least... that table broke properly. Because it sort of like it kind of stayed attached at the front. I think on the one yeah, side. Kevin, it, it I think looked Kevin's, wrong when he landed. I think Kevin smacked his head on one of the monitors. Yes, he, he he was pretty much there. Which yeah, is he was, nasty. was like going, ah, you bastard! You know, uh, when it went to. Although, granted, uh, it still is not as crazy as what Shane McMahon's done twice. Well, this is the only thing. It wasn't one of Owen's things about like about criticisms of Shane was like what you're gonna do jump off something big mm-hmm. and and now we've, we've had yeah. him being chokeslammed off a very very big ladder and the very next pay-per-view he's been chokeslammed off the top of a cage through a table it's all a bit it's all a little bit odd that he's sort Double of fall, fallen into his own trap of, of being yeah. the victim of the same things that Shane puts himself yeah. through voluntarily most of the time the irony hmm but no, uh, um, but kudos to Kevin uh, taking taking that stuff. Uh, well, at least uh, you know we'll uh, hear Shania Twain uh, sing when for now. <laughs> at least uh, I don't get it. There was oh, there's this whole thing with Shania Twain and Kevin Owens. Oh right. It, yeah. it, it, it's it's confusing and is born out of Twitter. You'll, you'll understand. Cool. Uh, moving swiftly onwards to match six on the main card, we've got the Bludgeon Brothers against the uh, 
Recently reunited team, hell no. Okay. Uh, earlier on in the night, there was a little vignette of uh, attack of Harper and Rowan on Kane. Apparently, Kane's got a dodgy foot at the moment that he's working with, so that was kind of the point mm. of the angle. Uh, but essentially, Brian started the match alone. Kane comes out later, and um, even with choke slams to both Harper and Rowan, Harper and Rowan still managed to get the the pinfall. Kane mm. Kane went for the. Ch- went for the tombstone, his leg immediately buckled, there was no way on earth he was doing it and that's where it all sort of fell apart for them um, going back to that going back to that vignette, I quite liked actually Paige's role in it because she, at the, when, at the end she came in as general manager and the first thing was, she was like delegating or flinging orders everywhere, just like you go get help, you go get help, and that sort of builds into the, the good the goods um, identification of how Paige is acting in the role, which is actually quite a competent GM, mm. um, and he's all built on that, which was nice. But yeah, it was it was all about Will. It was all about uh, Will Daniel Bryan's life. I really wish they'd stop saying things like that. They're very they're very keen to sort of say in any of these matches, what will Bryan do to survive. And you like, should think about. You should think about his career. You should think about his career and his family, and just like you know, this is still kind of, still kind of too soon for you to start pushing buttons like this. It's yeah, really awkward. It was a match. Yeah, it it was very bog bog standard. I mean, granted, Brian got a couple of moments in, like he usually does, but. Hmm. Uh, um, it was kind of pointless, really, because we knew fine that uh, Team Hell No wasn't gonna win win the match. Uh, yeah, is... especially after the angle uh, earlier. Yeah. Question: so. Is Team Hell No that big of a thing? No, because the it's, video, I... the vid. I know the video packages for WWE are awesome, but in this instance, they made it look like their reunion was like the second coming of Christ. It was just like ridiculous, ridiculously overblown. Although saying that, although saying that, it did show something that I'd missed on SmackDown. And if, again, if you've not seen this, I heartily recommend you look up the video clip of Daniel Bryan summoning the dark forces to ignite Kane's pyro as part of like at the end of one of the smackdown shows look it up i saw it earlier and it's absolutely hilarious yes um, i'll agree that was hilarious that was a but this and and there was a really nice also back to the but there was a very nice transition when the bludgeon brothers like destroyed the tv um yeah. that uh, was, was supposedly showing all the footage of, of all this of team hell no that was really good but other than that, it was just a match. Was I, I think game. I think the problem is is that Team Hell No is a nostalgia act. Um, they weren't super. I think they got over by a way weird way back in the day. Can't remember. It was a very long time ago now. But Brian is just still super over. Like it doesn't matter what goes on. The man will forever. be be over like when yeah. he uh, probably properly officially retires the man will get inducted into the hall of fame next day like 
when he's officially properly done and there's no coming back but it's 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 very strange like it doesn't matter what the man can do he will forever be over and anything that he's ever been a part of will also forever be over mm-hmm. including stuff like team hell no and fine it's it's done something to get the bludgeons back on but i can imagine that we're just going to see sanity go for the bludgeons next time and we're just going to have warfare again i don't i don't see how that's going to work because we have a team whose gimmick is whoa we're crazy and we're crazy and loose cannons and we can't be controlled versus a team whose gimmick is whoa we're crazy we're loose yeah. cannons and we can't be controlled and i don't i, I also, I also good i also want to point out that the video the video package for that fight pretty much used all of the voice clips that the the bludgeon brothers have ever done because <laughs> they, they, as as we mentioned at Backlash, they've said not a fucking lot, really. No. <sighs> give it, give the mic to Harper. Harper can rattle off all sorts of crazy shit if you give him a chance. Yeah. Well, if if they could write it right, well enough for him. I'll just let him do it. Just just let just let Harper do it. Don't give him a script. Just say oh, just yeah. give him a, give him a couple of bullet points. He'll do it for you. Wait, Rowan, um, keep him quiet. Again. As I've said earlier, it was very obvious the way the match was going to go in terms of who was going to win that match. Um, mm. And moving on to that, I think it was one of the big, the only other shocker on the card as to who was going to win, uh, which was Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley in what was, I thought, an actually damn good match. You know? It was. Mm. It was sturdy. Yeah. Like, say, it I've... wasn't it wasn't that great of a match i mean it had it had probably one notable spot in it where uh roman had bobby lashley on his shoulders for an aa like move and fling him over the top rope and make him land on the floor quite hard that wasn't good yeah it was like that was probably like the only notable thing i could say on that and it, it you know like kev said it wasn't a good thing because mm. okay, it looked but... Let, let me put it this way in terms of normal Roman Reigns matches the crowd were behind Bobby they weren't yeah. they weren't shouting out and taking the match away from what it was which I'm going to come back to later on apart from when they started chanting we want beach balls yeah okay fine but I mean for the most part they were invested in the match the match was decent to watch like it wasn't like it wasn't like what we had at Backlash where it was Reigns and fucking uh, Mahal and it was just fucking boring oh no it, well, wasn't, it wasn't that it, at all it wasn't as boring as that but it was still slow because there were, well, were still moments where it was slow you were talking about two big guys which are essentially brawlers I mean the match is going to be slow that's like that's like turning around and expecting a John Cena match and Roman Reigns match to be fast it's not they're brawlers they're gonna be slow like that you're you're like you're not gonna have your collar and elbow lockups with uh, a, a bobby lashley and a roman's reign and a roman reigns match it's, it's not gonna happen they're gonna punch each other until one of them goes down but what was it i think i think one of the the big standout things was um was it bobby lashley defending himself from like uh still still stairs Something you only ever see in the video games these days. Well, they ran over it. 
Or he, yeah. he sort of, he sort of, his thing was, oh, steel stairs. Well, I'm not going to run into them. I'm just going to jump on top of them. And mm-hmm. then, and then yeah. Roman just sort of went, wah. <laughs> and yeah. shoved him off. Um, that was a bit strange, but uh, yeah. Um, it was, I, I, I got distracted by something. Was in it the shiny? Um, I don't want was to it? comment because of what it is. <laughs> I was going to say, what, was, it, was it Lashley's shiny bald head? No, it was Lashley's ass. Um, <laughs> if he if he adjusted his trunks any more oh. during that oh, match, God. every five fucking seconds. Blood and hell, <laughs> blood and hell. Tr- Trish Stratus would be eating him alive because of that. <laughs> The it was like every time he did it anymore, he'd have to turn professional. It was it was just ridiculous levels. Just, he's just been it watching was, a lot. Right up there. You, you, oh, gotta, right. you gotta remember, he came from the time of the Divas Revolution, so it's like all of it would be from watching the Divas just adjust. You know, themselves. you know what he needs. You know, he his sweatband. Yeah. He needs to get like two of them. And like sort of put them round there to try and keep the tights in place. Alternatively, don't wear tights like that <laughs> because or wear longer shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wear the because he had those sort of longer shorts. I think in Impact. I think he should wear, wear something similar to what Samoa Joe wears. Yeah, he should wear that. That, that or, or Brock he should go. He should go. He should embrace it and go the MMA shorts route like Brock because we're gonna go there anyway yeah and he is his whole the whole thing is that he's brock lesnar's understudy so why not go there i would you i would use the old name that was used back when uh he was a thing 10 years ago but it's slightly racist in the way it would sound so it was well no it was it was it was well used throughout yes that he was a black man who was replacing brock lesnar and therefore it went that way yeah. Um, um, but, but, but yeah. one other thing that leg drop there's a moment where Lashley was on the outside and coming back in and then coming back through the rope and Roman tried to do like a jumping guillotine leg drop on the back of his head and it sort of more was like a running ass attack with legs being scissored, it was it was really weird. Did I think guys he was see try- that? I, I was, I was going to say I think he was taking trying to take a page out of uh, uh, Naomi's uh, page book there, you know, try to implement the <laughs> the rear view into his arsenal. Oh my god! <laughs> Roman Reigns comes out feeling the glow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the big dog. I'm the big... Speaking of that, you just welcome to my me. yard. <laughs> can we can we bring back the point of uh, something that we like to do on this show, which is shit all over the bad advertisements that WWE do? Because quite uh. frankly, that SummerSlam advert was fucking dire. It is the laziest fucking video editing I've seen. The- the best response I saw to that was from the Wrestling Memes Twitter account, which, which was, and they, they tweeted it and they said that WWE 
We're going to promote SummerSlam using memes because we like memes. Also WWE, and they put like a, like a little screen grab. This image has been removed because it used copyrighted content <laughs> and has been claimed and a, for a takedown notice. So it is, yeah, that entire SummerSlam thing was dumb, and it it's so cringeworthy when they try and force things like that. That they're on the cutting edge. I don't mean the edge show. Hmm. They they're trying to be hip and with it. Nobody's well. I was I was going to say nobody's forced a Fortnite thing in there yet, but oh. saying that Curtis Axel celebra- Curtis Axel celebration at the end of the oh, match yeah, was he, he, he basically did, did the, done the, that for a while. Yeah, yeah I've been doing that on Raw as well. Yeah, so. they're forcible Fortnite in there somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think we should move on to. Uh, I don't really want to now. It was uh, it was Bliss uh, Stratus versus. Did you know Ronda Rousey was here? The Raw Women's Title Match of Extremeness. I'm gonna say. I. I mean, can we just get to the point where we have Rousey versus Bliss now? No. No. Like first, first before we do even do that. Alexa Bliss is fucking dumb. We went through 30 seconds of Mickey James passing her a weapon, her going bonk yeah. against Nia Jax, and Nia Jax going, thanks, ring. That did work. Give me something else. Okay, empty that bonk. Uh, something else, bonk. <laughs> We now have a, a ring full of weapons. Well done, Alexa Bliss. Your reward is to be gorilla pressed into a trash can, which bloody hell looked like it hurt. Yeah, I mean, granted, it was okay the match, but as as you say, Pete, yeah, it's like uh, obviously the attention wasn't brought to the match. It was just Ronda Rousey, and of course, she would get involved with the match as well. She was yeah. obviously going to get involved. I'm gonna point out the thing that I said a long time ago on this show how Rousey was not going to wrestle a single match on Raw and she would only be there at pay-per-views and it's what mm. they've done but she wants to be treated like anyone else and she's going to do the work she's of a, anyone she, else she's not they even said a, that to us Pete she's not even officially wrestled with the company for six months and she has a fucking women's title match but Pete yeah. And her only other match was at the. uh, And her only other match has been on a live show at MSG, which really. Did did they lie to us? Did WWE lie to? Are they not making Ronda Rousey a normal wrestler? They they they're not making. How can they do that to us, John? I I don't know, Kev. I don't know. I just don't know. He lied. We've crept me up. He's gone. <laughs> um, so I, I get look one good thing. One good thing about that segment. Um, that slam on Mickey James looked sick. It looked brutal. It looked like it just murdered her. Is that the one that uh, 
Rousey did too. Yeah, uh, the Rousey was hoist up on something and like like a, like a spinning the twisty s- twisty yeah slow and drop. It's missing yeah. That looked awesome. Have that as your finisher, please do. I think that I think that is what they're doing going forward. Actually, that would make that sense. Way. That is, is impactful. It like, looks like it kills them. Um, and Naya, poor Naya, who was Miz. Miz Mania, we've seen the levels of Afterthought mm. in that match. Actually, did a really good um, point of making sure Alexa didn't hurt herself. Because when Alexa came off the top near the end, she kept very short. Mm. And somehow Naya caught her and then got her back up, um, which was great strength from Naya and extremely impressive and I'm really sorry Naya because you were just you were there just to introduce Ronda Rousey yeah it's uh, very disappointing that uh, you know her uh, well granted that was that was pretty much the case since day one when Rousey came uh, came in at the Royal Rumble uh, is uh, you know the rest of the locker room is there to make Ronda Rousey look good and um, one of the big casualties to that has been Nia Jax and after having that angle for for Wrestlemania just go swept under the rug it's like just very disappointing Uh, have a nice holding pattern yeah I'm going to skip onwards and let's talk about Rusev and AJ Styles. With, this is actually a match I loved. With, I love this match. With, uh, what's his face? Uh, Aiden. Aiden. In his, um, yes. <laughs> in, his, in his fucking jacket. Uh, can I yeah. be honest with you? The fucking video package for this was amazing. It was. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, obviously, but making Rusev like, uh, grant, granted, obviously he's still the heel, even though he's not. Uh, he's like universally loved for the gimmick. If I hadn't said what I'd said on the backlash thing, and AJ is going to be keeping the title all the way through Christmas because of WWE 2K19, um, I honestly would have thought they would have given the belt to Rusev with how over he is. That that was. If it wasn't the case of AJ being the champion and being the cover boy for uh, 2K19 this year, mm. uh, yeah, I would have said the same. I would have said that Rusev would have won the title this night. I would have said many moments where he was there. Yeah, but it's a it's fan support in a direction that they they sort of begrudgingly are kind of going. Um, it, I'm fully expecting at some point uh, Rusev to stumble across somebody kissing Lana and then be wheeled off of a stage in a wheelchair frankly um, because they don't want to give him that they could afford to give him the main event at Extreme Rules which I was astounded by the fact that it was like the 10th Extreme Rules pay-per-view they said at the beginning Mm-hmm. Oh wow! It's like, dear God, have we really had ten year, a decade of extreme rules? Uh, uh, yes, actually, yeah. Because uh, what was it? 
uh, One Night Stand Extreme Rules was. One Night Stand was one. the first one, which was, which was when which was when Bobby Lashley they said when won the ECW Championship from Vince McMahon, that yeah. young up and comer. So, so here, here, here's the thing, yeah. Rusev is a is a fucking great worker. AJ Styles works really fucking hard and makes anybody he's in the ring with yes. really fucking good. This match looked so good. I think they will give the belt to Rusev at some point. Like it it will happen and he will be a heavyweight champion. Um it has to happen. It's not just it's just not going to happen now and it's annoying because it, it, with this whole thing with WWE 2K19 we we're, we're very obvious of how it's it's very clear how the belt is going to go. It's going to stay on AJ for a long time, and they're already making reference to the fact that he's now one of the longest WWE title holders now, which I'm sure yeah. we talked about on the last mm. show as well. It's um, also it's also going into effect with his upcoming uh, WWE 365 video as well. Yeah. The one they did this because they did one with Kevin Owens uh, last year as well, didn't they? Yes. Um. It's just a shame because it's hard to see anybody that deserves the belt go up against AJ because we know AJ's not going to lose the belt. It's just not going to happen. And it's good. AJ deserves the belt for what he's done. Like, as someone who was a perennial TNA guy, you know, outside the company, he's come in and he's become the WWE guy and he's he's walking and he's he's doing the job. And he deserves the belt because he's that good. But on the other hand, it's a shame that we know that AJ's just not going to lose the belt because of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's, it's the only downfall. It's the only downside to it. Yeah, like uh, we, we're going to get these great matches as well. No, absolutely. But we could get these great matches with AJ not having the belt but still being in the title picture. This is what we're missing. Like I've said before, the the WWE title picture was strong in the 2000-2001 period, especially when Angle won the belt for the first time, and we had five to six different top-tier talent vying for the title week in, week out, on Raw, on SmackDown, every pay-per-view. People were just vying for it, you know? We had the Armageddon Hell in the Cell at the end of 2000, which was a fucking barnstormer. We had Undertaker, or Rock, or Austin, or fucking Rikishi going for the belt at that point as well and it was just entertaining television to watch and all we seem to get these days is we'll have a couple of mid-carders go for the Intercontinental the US belt but it's always seemingly that one guy that's going for the the heavyweight belt and it's it's not not entertaining because yeah look at what we just had with Shinsuke and AJ it's boring to watch we need to have more more people fighting over it and they're doing it a bit more with raw but unfortunately it's still just coming back down to going we'll do these multi-man matches to work out who's going to be the number one contender cool we've got lots of people in the picture for it but not a lot of people fighting for the belt time in Wha- and time wacky mid carder has a surprise a surprise piece of luck will he be the one no no it's I mean, the only, the only real time, going back to the 2000-2001 point where we had the the wacky mid-carder that was in with Luck that was going for the belt, was Jericho. Yeah. And look, he... look, look how long Jericho had to fight to, A, become the 
first fucking undisputed title holder in the WWE, and then how long after that did it work? Because they fucked him up and just made it a McMahon fest again until he did, got given a heavyweight title again. Do, do I hear the sounds of Stephanie McMahon being shoved into <laughs> shoved into a storyline unnecessarily? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's we just we just need like. AJ should lose the belt but stay in the title contention picture. But the problem is mm. that we're going to have SummerSlam and then it's going to be Night of Champions and then it's going to be Survivor Series and we're going to hit the same three-month period that we hit last year where we're just not going to have the championships defended. And it just puts all the storylines on hold because mm. it's just that three-month period and then we go from there into wanting to look forward to the Royal Rumble to see who's going to go to Wrestlemania and it's dull it's boring it needs to change you know what they need to do they need to get Braun Strowman on Smackdown disagree get something whereby you can get Owens to as his ultimate victories he gets gets him away from him by getting him sent to SmackDown. He's then got the money in the bank, the monster in the bank. I'm so sorry, uh, the monster in the bank briefcase, and you can cash in on AJ, destroy AJ, and then you go into, um, you go into the uh, new Fox era or whatever it is I th of SmackDown I think... with the big budgets, because then you can do like big stunty things for Braun and and stuff. I think and money in the bank that way. SummerSlam. I think. Bobby Lashley is going to go on to face Lesnar at SummerSlam. I think Bobby Les uh, Bobby Lesnar, fuck's sake. Uh, Bobby, I think Lashley... They're interchangeable, it's fine. Lashley will beat Lesnar. Because we know Lesnar's on the way out to He has to. He has to beat yeah. Lesnar. And then I think Braun's just going to cash in. And I think he's going to destroy Lashley. And then I think we'll see Lashley and uh, Braun fight for a, a couple of months. I want to. Yeah. I would like to see Lashley Braun, but Lashley being able to kind of stand up to, and basically them just destroying everything. It's it's the only way I can see them give Lashley the heavyweight title is if Braun cashes in directly after he wins it. Hmm. It's the only way I can see them give Lashley the belt because yeah. he, he Lashley's an older guy and I don't think there's going to be a lot he can do his mic skills are very clearly not there at the moment and while he is a joy to watch in the ring at times a lot of the times he's not again if, if, if one of these ones where the writers haven't got Lashley's character yet mm. again in, he, in Impact when he was a, a absolute dick Perfect, perfect, wonderful character. When he was his latter, his latter run there, um, of just being this completely arrogant asshole who is just like, look, I'm an MMA guy, I can do all this stuff. All these MMA guys are in the crowd. They're for me. I'm the cross brand, cross promotional guy. I am the guy for the media. I'm the guy for everything. Uh, I am the guy to give you mainstream press appeal and all these things. But yeah, I, I, I would like to see I would like to see it go that way, but for it to be satisfying, the match then has to be that they literally destroy the ring, they destroy the outside area, 
like the destroy the ramp the, the entire ring area has to be laid absolutely waste and everything's destroyed and broken mm. as they just these these two humongous balls just absolutely obliterate they can't obliterate each other so everything around them gets obliterated yeah well they're just punching each other and they're just colliding and they're not not doing <laughs> and then yeah. the stadium collapses <laughs> yeah um it's, tur it's turning into a Dragon Ball Z fight here. Absolutely. Let's move on and talk about the first time the Intercontinental title belt has main evented a pay-per-view in eight years. Mm -hmm. Wow. I was really looking forward to this match, this Iron Man match. Um, I was too. I was free. And the then we were, we were massively let down by the dickhead crowd. Yes. Thanks, Pittsburgh. If my fingers can rocket off of my hands, <laughs> that's how much I hated Pittsburgh's fucking chanting. My God, what the hell was wrong with them? This is uh, this now. Is I can it. understand I... that they've been there for three hours. Yeah, but I would, with all those I... matches and whatnot. I could, I could understand if they wanted to shit all over a Roman Reigns match, but they yes. didn't. They shat all over Dolph Ziggler and fucking Seth Rollins of all people. Yeah, I, you know, I Andrew Andrew McIntyre as well. I mean, yeah, but he. And then they had the nerve. And then they had the nerve to chop. Thank you, Seth. Afterwards, <laughs> it's like, eh? It's like, what is wrong with this crowd? What what were they smoking? What you know between? You know, the AJ Styles match and uh, the start of this match. Or whatever. Or like 10 minutes into this match. It's ridiculous. Uh, oh, like... When, and of course, uh, the production team trying to stop it by taking the clock Making away. It from, yeah, Making it worse. Yeah, they made it worse. They made it worse at just the wrong time. Because <sighs> being smart performers like Seth Rollins and Ziggler. and Ziggler is uh, they I'll started yeah, they, they had they started to change things round as the, their timings in the ring for what they were doing for when they were doing moves to counteract it and yeah I, they definitely had a cool head while going yeah. through the, um, through that fucking tripe of attitude from that crowd mm. it was it's like it's like that kind of like stuff of counting down the clock that's fine for a royal rumble not for a bloody like iron man match it's like we've never had this never had that problem with uh you know the iron man match between sasha and uh, sasha banks and bailey nxt, NXT crowds different yeah of course and nxt chat we never had that problem when it was the 60-minute Iron Man match um, at uh, Judgment Day between Rock and Triple H. We never had that problem w with uh, Shawn Michaels and uh, uh, Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Because obviously back then, obviously the crowds weren't as smarky as uh, they are now. Mm. It's like that crowd was being the utter most smarkiest fucking crowd ever. And boy, God, were there fucking dicks about it and, I... and, and it put them off because they they there was it, apparently there's a point in it where i didn't hear it personally but the but 
that people heard when they actually was, Seth was going to Dolph just like like it's worse now they've turned it off and yeah. everything they were saying just like why have they turned it I'm, off I'm sure I'm sure Matthew from Botchamania will probably highlight it during yeah. his no doubt things where he'll he'll notice the kind of like interactions and whatnot hmm. and I'll make a comment on it but um yeah it was really like Pittsburgh for shame shame on you shame. Where, where's my shame stick shame 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 just whack him over the head with otherwise I mean, was... if you take the crowd out of it the match was very very good as expected yes of, yes uh, Ziggler and Rollins it's one of those uh, it's one of those times Miss Kevin Dunn hi you know how you like to mute the crowd when they're booing Roman? We wouldn't have minded this time if you'd muted the crowd. Yeah. Because if you take that... I, I would like to hear back the match again without the crowd audio and just have the commentator mic. I'm, I'm sure uh, there'll be some editing that'll be done to it to try. Oh, yeah. Prob they might probably edit that for the DVD or Strongly. like future whatever. But... Uh, no, uh, the only drawback that I have for the match was uh, uh, after the DQ interference from um, Drew McIntyre, where Seth was only given the one fall, um, you know, decision for one DQ. Not after that one, the the referee didn't call for another DQ, and then another after the Claymore to put him up to five, rather than just. You know, sticking in the three, keeping in that three. So it was like, you know, eh? I was, it was, I was the rest period. Yeah, I, I it was, the rest, it was the rest in the rest period. period. But, it was, it didn't count. It was in the rest but, period. But there was a, a mass. That was quite a massive rest period. Yeah, and the time we were still going as well. Yeah. But anyway, Ob besides that, obnoxious refereeing. Is what yeah. Saying. Who? I don't even. I think the the guy who was refereeing that match, he was quite a new one. Uh, I, it's someone I I've know. never seen before. But um, but no. Um, overall, like the work rate that Seth and uh, Ziggler ha uh, had for that uh, match was good. Um, it it was good for what they've done before previously. So yeah. All, all I'm all I'm gonna ask when it comes to Ziggler is for fuck's sake, unless his music, his intro music, is going to interrupt somebody or something, get rid of the right record scratch. The record scratch means nothing yeah. if he comes out and there's nothing already playing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, like... I feel sorry the most for Ziggler out of this match because for somebody who's still umming and ahhing about his future this was like the big thing and the crowd kind of took it away from him a bit yeah and for somebody who's trying to figure out you know do i still want to do this i wonder if this might be something that really tips the balance because I think he's tried will. to and now it's yeah it's because i think he, he's probably now saying okay if the crowd's gonna be like this for me uh, or towards me then fuck him I'll leave. Hmm. I don't care anymore. I've got a career. I've got a career elsewhere. 
with comedy and whatnot. It's um, it's damaged the chances of him resigning. It's damaged the chances of us getting an Iron Man match any time again soon. Uh, it's damaged yeah. the putting the Intercontinental Championship on as the main event again. Um, and it's yeah. for no fault of the performers at all. You have to wonder if they would have still been the same if the Ironman match would have been in the middle of the card. You have to wonder if it would have been well, was... and had the st- like because they could have quite easily just if if that was the case just swapped the steel cage match. Well, there was big the talk match. about what about what was going to be the main event. Mm. No one yeah, seemed to know. To the behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, this is. I mean, Ziggler said it in the uh, pre-show uh, promo that he did that he was in the main event. He was the main event but, that evening. Yeah. But it was, I mean, there was, for a very long time, it was might have been Lashley and Roman, which would have made well, no yeah, sense. Well, I'm, I'm quite think, well, sure when it comes to WWE booking, they know that Reigns matches going on last is just going to piss everybody off, which is why I think they specifically put yeah, them they, in the mid, they wanted the to card. avoid They wanted to avoid the crowd just being pissed off again at the end well, of the pay-per-view. They, they've seen Rain, Roman Reigns matches on last, and people they've seen people leave the building because of it, so... Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway... They'll forget um, by next pay-per-view, so it'll be fine. I think we should get yeah. on to the last staple of our show and give it its glorious rating out of 10. Glorious. Yes, exactly. Um, Mr. Kevin, why don't you start? Ooh. Well, okay. So, not counting the pre-show, we had... Going for it. We had a tag team championship match where... Uh, it was okay. It wasn't amazing. We had another a singles match, which was didn't really go anywhere. We had uh, the Oscar match with Carmella. Oh God! Uh, a match which then didn't take place, or it did take place for three seconds. Lovely pay per view. Um, then we had the excellent cage match then we had Daniel Bryan being Daniel Bryan then we had the big pheasant um, versus Brock Lesnar's understudy Uh, back into Ronda Rousey promo segment masquerading as a match uh I'm really torn on this one because it's all, it was all over the place. There wasn't anything expressly bad. You know? At the same time, and there was a couple of matches that were really, 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 really good. And the rest was kind of average. I'm going to say... I'm going to say a seven. Okay. And go on the basis of that. Mr. Turbo. Well... I'm kind of like between a six or a seven myself because uh, I'm feeling the same way. Uh, shame I can't do points. Um, yes, you can. <laughs> have done previously. Don't see why not. Uh, well, just just uh, 
You do 6.5? I was debating 6.5, my friends, so if you want to do 6.5, go ahead. Ah, fuck it. Fair enough, I'll break my own rule then. Yeah, 6.5. Like... He broke his rule, he's turned heel! <laughs> <laughs> the rules mean but... nothing to you, sir. Do, rules... do wins and losses <laughs> in... The wins and losses on this internet show about wrestling mean nothing to you, sir. Exactly. So, so yeah, six point five. I'll say six point five. Oh yeah, remember the belt when you're coming here. Remember your belt. Bring the belt when you're coming here in a couple of days. Championé. Alright, Mr. WrestleMania. I, I think I enjoyed it slightly more than you, and I'm going to give it an 8. I enjoyed wow. the pre-show for what it was. So, okay, this isn't the first time that all three of us have had different scores, I think, in 16 episodes. Normally, normally, you, two, normally you two agree. Yeah, you're very staunch on how you two agree, and you're pretty on the but, uh, but last time, I think it was me and you who agreed, I think, Could Pete. Be. And then, then John's... Oh, no, I, uh, well, I think there was one time where we all... Came in there was the ones where we all agreed. Yeah, but then that, was... now that those those are rare sightings. But this is the first time, as far as I'm aware, where we've all had so. different marks. But yes, thank you very much for watching and or listening, ladies and gentlemen, on YouTube or the iTunes uh, playlist. This has been a fun little chat about Extreme Rules 2018. You've been listening to Last Minute Kickout. I. I've been Pete Titans Creed Nethercote. You can follow me on at Titans Creed on the old Twitters and uh, twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions because I let the YouTube channel die somewhere in a bin. Um, Mr. Kevin Eva. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Kevin Eva can be followed on at the Kevin Eva on the Twitters or at Last Minute can, Last Min Continue, I believe, is the official is the proper Twitter. Uh, when the YouTube is YouTube, oh, I don't know. Kev, go take it away. You know it better than I do. Uh, the YouTube is uh, YouTube.com forward slash Last Minute Continue. Alternatively, if you're on YouTube at the moment, you're already there, as I've said previously. So please do click follow. Um, alternatively, we're on Twitch as well. Check it out. But uh, those are they. I'm also on Instagram now, as of like yesterday. We're all on Instagram. We all took pictures earlier. I'm lying, of course. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> thank you, Rhonda. <laughs> but yes, please like, co like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell, etc. Mr. In Turbo, you have your own place somewhere. On the internet. Yes, world. I do. I, it, my place is on Twitter at TurboXLR, uh, as well as on the Twitch uh, Twitch channels uh, to twitch.tv forward slash Turbo Drive Life as well over there. Whenever I am out of this humble abode, next time you see me, I will uh, be in a, a new location and it'll be all swanky and nice and not as. Dull as it has He's been. He's going the last to the LMKO Performance Center. Yes, <laughs> we will be at Coxcon this coming week, and and we'll be having a nice little meet up and everything else, and a nice catch up in person. There and a fight. Be... Well, only if the belt's on the line, Kev. Um... <laughs> uh, if, <laughs> if there is by any circumstance any of you guys that do listen or watch us and you're going to be at Coxcon do feel free to come up and say hello to us we will be around doing our own thing 
otherwise, until the next time, I believe the next pay-per-view is SummerSlam. So we'll probably be having a nice bumper two-parter because like fuck am I sitting here talking about a five to seven hour show in oh. one scene. Um, yeah. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Pete Timescreen Nevercoat, joined as always with one Mr. Kevin the Kevin Eva Eva and one Mr. John Turbo Finley. And we will see you next time.